This is best friend of the show, Monica Cabina, artist and colorist on Batman The Adventures Continue. And you're listening to the DCAU Review, hosted by Cal and Liam, streaming at DCAUReview.com and on your favorite podcast app. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the DCAU Review bonus episode, our latest edition covering the Batman The Adventures Continue tie-in comic book. Liam, boy, our our DCAU Cup just runneth over this week. So much DCAU content, so many new comics. Uh, is your is your voice all right? Do you need do you need some uh, something to, to gargle with to, to help it out? We're, we're doing our best. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, no, we're doing we're doing all right. But yes, this is uh, quite a bit uh, to to handle in one week, as long along with our regular episode where we're covering Superman the animated series all month long. And we certainly invite you to check out check out that episode as well. We had a lot of fun uh, reviewing that. But yes, uh, to more pressing matters at hand, this is our our second DCAU tie-in comic bonus episode review of the week. Of course, along with our review of Justice League Infinity, uh, which you can hear, uh, be sure to check that out. Uh, The first issue of that series dropped this week. I had a lot of fun talking about that with you. Uh, And then of course, we also have today, as you mentioned, Cal, uh, Batman: The Adventures Continue, Season Two, Issue Two, uh, as we, at least for the time being, uh, get a, a somewhat of a conclusion to this uh, very dramatic Court of Owls uh, DCAU introduction. That's right. We are covering a court fight part two. Uh, so if you have not read the issue yet, I don't know why you're listening to this episode. Uh, even if you do listen to it, we advise you if you have a couple dollars, go ahead, either buy the digital version or go out, go to your local comic shop, even better, and purchase a physical copy or two uh, of this because uh, your dollar signs honestly are going to tell DC and uh, the powers that be over there that uh, you want more of this to continue uh, next year and beyond, hopefully, or later this year, hopefully. Uh, So before we get into our review this week, though, Liam, uh, some serious matters, uh, the artist from on this uh, that uh, that so beautifully draws this comic and has is really uh, probably the the main artist uh, when it comes to Batman the animated series tie-in comics. He's done everything from Batman Adventures to uh, Batman Gotham Adventures, and uh, I don't probably some work on the Lost Years also, and. Uh, pretty much everything in between. Uh, lots of artwork in the DCAU from this gentleman, Mr. Ty Templeton. Just an absolute legend. Just a very kind person. He's been very kind to us uh, on this program. And uh, uh, unfortunately, uh, he announced this past uh, or in the, within the last couple of weeks on his own social media uh, that uh, he was diagnosed with cancer. And uh, he released it through a through a, he drew a little comic. And uh, released it on his uh, on his social media. So if you don't follow him, check him out at ty t y dot templeton t e m p l t o n, um, and you can check it out. But uh, it appears, unfortunately, that uh, cancer, uh, which you know, <laughs> what else is there to say about cancer? But uh, is is it's it's bad enough in this case where uh, he's going to have to take some time away. Uh, from his artwork, uh, he mentioned in that it had actually, uh, you know, affected some of his deadlines, perhaps in the original first season. Uh, so uh, we want to wish Mr. Templeton certainly uh, thoughts and prayers for him and a, a speedy recovery. And uh, certainly uh, have appreciated his artwork, not only throughout the years, but uh, everything that he's done thus far on Batman, the adventures continue. Uh, it really makes this feel uh, familiar, like home and like you're picking up uh, either, even if you don't think that this is a continuation of the actual things that you watched on television, it feels one-to-one a continuation of everything uh, that we've read tie-in comic wise. And he, he really does a lot uh, to add to this, uh, to these stories that he's been handed. Absolutely. Um, can't, can't say enough good things about him as a, as an artist, as a also did quite a bit of work as a writer. 
on uh, on a lot of these various tie-in comics and uh and and you know by all by all accounts again we've we've been able to interact with him uh, uh you know social media mostly bad but not all bad as we like to say here occasionally uh and we we've gotten to have some interactions with mr templeton uh and he's always been very kind to us and and uh yeah it just seems like uh, by all accounts a great man and obviously uh that's uh that's a that's a tough pill to swallow uh, for anyone and 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 certainly someone uh you know as, as young as mr templeton is and uh you know i would definitely encourage you to check out the uh the little uh, web comic that he posted uh, where he speaks more detail about the uh, you know the type and 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 what he's doing and the treatments and all of that so uh it's uh, it's a very sort of uh, uh you know a little bit of black humor i guess in in doing it in 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 a, in a announcing something so serious in a in a comic strip uh, about a bunny, but uh, but he uh, he kind of walked that line and 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 does a very good job of explaining sort of his thought process and and everything going forward. So yeah, uh, before we uh, before we got started on the actual review, uh, we we of course had to send our best wishes and and our prayers to uh, to Mr. Templeton and his entire family as uh, as they go through this. Uh, um, yeah, much, much love and, and respect to him. Absolutely. Not an easy task, a Herculean task always. Uh, but, uh, we're hoping and praying for the best and uh, hopefully we'll come out on the other side and continue to enjoy his artwork and, uh, his, uh, him as a human being for, for many, many years to come. Uh, but, uh, Liam, I guess we can, now that we've, uh, we've talked about that, we'll, we will uneasily transition into talking about, uh, his artwork this week. And certainly, uh, the story, uh, written by Alan Burnett and Paul Dini, as we kind of pick up where things left off with, uh, court fight part one. And if, uh, if you recall, you and I uh, sort of talked about what our hopes would look like for what the story, uh, at the end of our last episode and kind of what we had hoped to see. And one of the things that we had hoped for was that this uh, Court of Al story was maybe a, an overarching storyline that would be told throughout the entire series in the same way, maybe in the same vein as the Jason Todd storyline uh, sort of was the main overarching story uh, in the midst of uh, all these little tiny interruptions with Deathstroke and Mr. Freeze and Azrael and well, uh, we didn't quite get our wish as, <laughs> as we learned this week. <laughs> yeah, so this, uh, at least for now, seems to be the end of, uh, of, of this, this storyline. We get a pretty definitive uh, ending, it would seem. Um, but yeah, there's still, still quite a bit to talk about here uh, as, as we sort of, as you mentioned, pick up where we left off. Uh, Batman still wearing the, uh, the magical gem on his head that allows him to see and communicate with dead man uh, in, in the bat caves, they sort of, uh, he's sort of looking over one of the, uh, the gloves, the talons, if you will, of the, uh, of the talon uh, in the bat cave. And we, we actually get uh, Robin and Nightwing entering and, uh, and seeing what appears to be uh, uh, Batman talking to himself. Uh, eventually dead man uh, possesses Alfred and, uh, and there's a pretty humorous scene of him sort of reuniting with, uh, with Dick Grace, and as we talked about in our uh, review of uh, season two, issue one, we sort of we've established uh, and there's sort of some some light references to potentially some uh, some Ty Templeton uh, tie in comics of yesteryear with uh, Batman and Robin adventures and Batman Gotham adventures. Uh, there's some references that that uh, that uh, Dick Grayson and, and Boston Brand knew each other before uh, both uh, b- uh, before Dick became Nightwing and before uh for Brost Brand became uh, became this this ghostly dead man, so we get a pretty fun sequence to uh, to open us up. Um, but the fun can't last forever. There is uh, Alfred sort of uh, quickly reminds uh, Master Master Bruce that he is uh, due to attend Mayor Hill's funeral. Yep, that's right, he is. But uh, before we are actually taken there, uh, we get a quick cutscene to one of the court's uh, members fully dressed in a hood, wearing a owl mask, the classic owl mask uh, that you might have seen previously in uh, Scott, Snyder, Scott Snyder's run uh, in uh, back in the new New 52, looking very similar to that, uh, that mask from the Court of Owls. 
and uh, he is meeting up with the Talon that we were introduced to last week. And uh, they talk about uh, that Batman uh, is on their trail and also happened to mention that Dead Man is also uh, involved and they're aware of that. Uh, but he takes this talent into a, uh, a mausoleum, I guess, perhaps, uh, inside this building. And there are numerous, uh, rotting corpses, uh, sitting on tables. And, uh, wouldn't you know it, uh, the equipment that, uh, this talent is delivered is hooked up to the bodies and they began reanimating and, uh, it appears that uh, Talon himself will not be alone for very long, at least. Yeah, and that, that's sort of juxtaposed with, uh, as you mentioned, this this special formula being injected into to uh, this this zombie uh, court of owls army, as we as we see just legions of uh, of uh, what appear to be just decomposed uh, bodies on uh, on 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 different gurneys sort of throughout this room that the, uh, the leader is, is in. And uh, we sort of cut back at the same time to Batman still examining this, this glove that he got off of uh, the, uh, of the talon. And, and he and dead man are sort of arguing back and forth of, uh, you know, Batman's not quite sure that it's, that it is zombies. Um, but, uh, but uh, Boston brand is, is quite sure uh, which was sort of explains why uh, he was not able to possess uh, the uh, the Talon when he tried, as the Talon is perhaps already dead. And so, as as they continue to have this uh, this dialogue, as, as as we previously mentioned, Alfred sort of interrupts to uh, to let to let Batman know that he is due to be at Mayor Hill's funeral. And uh, we we sort of go from there to uh, a little bit of uh, of Bruce Wayne. Uh, watching a, a eulogy take place, and of course, Dead Man had to tag along and inhabits the body of uh, his oh, okay, deceased sister. It's Mary Hill's sister. Okay, and uh, and as luck would have it, Dead Man tags along and uh, and and happens to possess the body of Mary Hill's sister to uh, sort of continue the dialogue with Bruce. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. Uh, Dead Man has more fun and uh, Bruce is having none of his shenanigans as they are at a very serious funeral. But uh, Boston happens to mention that he's overheard some gossip. We're not sure where he's been hearing the gossip, uh, but that uh, Mayor Hill's son, uh, Hamilton Hill Jr., is in fact been lobbying to uh, lobbying the city council to replace uh, Mayor Hill and has been doing so nearly immediately. Uh, this, of course, uh, beginning to point out perhaps uh, that uh, Hamilton Hill Jr. had uh, some interest in seeing Mayor Hill go. And uh, so uh, Dead Man leaves the funeral at Bruce, Bruce's behest because he's acting out. And uh, so he begins uh, and he happens to observe at the same time some people that are watching the funeral. Uh, Dead Man, uh, hot in pursuit, comes after them. And wouldn't you know it? Uh, they end up in a church and uh, in inside the church, he comes face to face with one of the court of owls. But wouldn't you know it? The court of owls can actually this member of the court of owls can actually see uh, the dead man. He has no issues with seeing him. And at that point, uh, he drops this uh, somewhat formed talon group onto the dead man to begin attacking him. And I guess uh, we learned that uh, they are able to fully, uh, all talons are able to physically interact uh, with the ghost and they begin fighting uh, the dead man. Uh, but wouldn't you know it, here to save the day, complete with the amulet on his head, it is Batman. Yeah, yeah, we sort of find out that not only is, it, is he not able to possess these sort of undead creatures, these talons, but that any sort of contact with them actually harms him a great deal and they begin to overwhelm him as you mentioned and and batman uh, is quick to point out that because they're already dead he doesn't have to hold out and then that's illustrated by him immediately blowing them up <laughs> so uh we get a and we'll certainly talk about uh more of this section in in visuals uh, and when we talk about the uh, the great art but uh yeah this time, Batman notes that uh, there's a little bit more evidence left behind as uh, one of the Talon's fingers is left behind and he's able to do more testing. But before we get to the results of that test, 
we have yet another scene sort of uh, really just tacking on the the suspense of, of whether or not uh, Hamilton Hill Jr. is truly the mastermind as he has a, a conversation with uh, with Mary Hill's wife, his mother, uh, about how uh, basically they're just sort of having a there's there's some talk of embezzlement. There's some talk of, you know, his political aspirations and and uh you know mr uh mr jr has a has some uh has some has some words for for his mother as they sort of begin to apparently uh enter into some sort of political family power play that uh may or may not be resolved by the end of this issue yeah yeah we we may or may not uh and there's a cliffhanger of course as uh we we just before we cut to the next scene there is a an appearance of one of the talon zombies uh sneaking out of the shadows right behind hamilton hill jr so leading at that point to maybe suspect that oh maybe while not uh the most upstanding citizen maybe hamilton hill jr isn't a part of this court of howls so uh we get more more scenery of of batman and dead man conversing as batman does some testing attempting to figure out uh the origins of what's happening there there is an interesting dialogue that talks uh that boston brand and and or the dead man has with batman about uh why he hasn't left earth's planes just yet and uh dead man uh, remarks that he's worried that he hasn't done enough good uh to, that when he reaches the pearly gates that he'll be allowed in uh so there continues to be some uh some dialogue and um batman is is continuing to question where all of the talons are and uh and <laughs> and dead man makes a joke uh saying uh that maybe they were all hanging out together at city hall and uh <laughs> batman says well uh the owls were formed during the construction of the old city hall and they were tearing it down to make it which would make it a perfect spot uh for where they could be hanging out that's Right, yeah, I do really like that scene of 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 Batman and 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 Deadman sort of commiserating over not quite knowing when it's enough, when they've done enough good uh, that they and and in Deadman's case, his sort of uh, you know, he he sort of tasked with uh, avenge or with doing good deeds by this this cosmic force, whereas you know Batman's of course beholden to this vow that he made. So interesting to see how they sort of are two halves of the same coin, despite being you know, as diametrically opposed as, uh, you know, at least from a, a physical standpoint as two characters could be. Uh, but that, that sort of, uh, them sort of finding that, uh, that commiseration there, I think that's a, that's a pretty fun bit. But yes, from there, we do cut to the, the soon to be demolished uh, old city hall building where uh, Hamilton Hill Jr. Is, is brought before the leader of the Court of Owls and uh, spoiler alert, can't imagine why you'd be listening to this if you care about spoilers for this. But hey, uh, just I'll just say that now. Spoiler alert. Uh, we are reveal. We get the reveal of the leader of the Court of Owls. And that is, of course, it is Hamilton Hill Sr. Mayor Hill himself uh, has been revealed as the leader of this version of the Court of Owls. Looking a lot younger, a lot more spry with uh, some darkened hair. I thought for sure there was going to be some involvement of a Lazarus pit or something uh, that would explain how not only was he still alive, but also is now younger. Uh, but uh, nope. Uh, we find out that the process that reanimated uh, the other court of owls, uh, Talon's, uh, also were applied. Well, we don't get, uh, we, we at least don't get a reveal that it could or was anything to do with the Lazarus pit. Let me say that they could be changed later on, but, um, yeah. So, uh, it, it appears that, uh, not only did it reanimate him, but it also modified him and allowed him, uh, to, uh, to now experience what he says is eternal life. And he's the last great medical achievement of the court of owls, um, Hamilton Hill Jr. immediately wants to know how this could be. And we cut to a scene, uh, if you remember, in the first issue, uh, 
Uh, Veronica Vreeland, General Vreeland, uh, mentioned that there was a journal that contained uh, a code uh, and some other things that had been stolen from his collection during one of Veronica's parties. And uh, so Hamilton Hill Sr., uh, Mayor Hill, recounts the tale of how he uh, snatched the book and uh, and was able to uh, figure out uh uh, that, uh, or knew at that point that he wanted to reclaim, uh, the legacy of the Hills, which, uh, their names happened to be written in that book. So he stole it and, uh, he said it took some time, but eventually the ancient text revealed all of the secrets to him. And, uh, he, he wants, uh, he, he at that point sort of invites, uh, Hamilton Hill Jr. to join him, but uh, in a very Star Wars-esque reveal and homage, Hamilton Hill Jr. Uh, wants nothing to do with it, and uh, that's when uh, Hamilton Hill Sr. decides that, uh, well, if you're not with me, you're against me, and decides to, decides to pull the plug on old Hamilton Hill Jr. at that point. <laughs> Yeah, we really go, uh, we go zero to, uh, to infanticide real quick here. Uh, we, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's sort of established that whatever this, this dramatic treatment that, uh, that Hill went through to, to bring him back to life has also uh, sort of robbed him of his sanity. And you know, he gives this sort of grand uh, speech, as you mentioned, about how, you know, that the Hill's ancestors were part of this court of vows and how they had they had ruled Gotham from from secret for years and that this is sort of the Hill family's birthright to uh, to take back control using the the, the technology that the court of vows gave them and and uh, and Junior is 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 not having it and and it's it's interesting to sort of see because again we sort of see this very personal family squabble mixed in with this sort of ridiculous over the top. Uh, Immor- you know, we're talking about immortality and zombies and secret societies and at the same time, Jordan's Jordan's mentioning how, you know, even though with as over the top as this is, that it's just sort of this another exclusive fraternity, another another club, another political affiliation that his father cares more about than his own family and uh, is sort of very disrespectful to it. And, and his father is uh, is is ready to uh, to to kill Jordan if he does not turn over the money that he uh, has apparently embezzled from his father, as he says, the court needs that money to rebuild. Uh, but before we can get J- Jordan's full answer there, we have Batman and dead man entering the scene and uh, dead man quickly possesses Jordan. And then we have Batman and dead man going to battle with, uh, with the court of owls and their zombie army. But uh, thankfully Batman uh, was a little bit more prepared to deal with the talents this time. Yeah, I will correct you. It's not Jordan. It's Hamilton Hill Jr. But uh, it's not. It's the other child of his that is uh, dealing with male pattern baldness that is teaming with Batman. But uh, yeah, we do get some interesting action that happens then. And it looks like uh, Batman, uh, one of his favorite tropes and certainly one that would continue both in uh, Batman Beyond uh, amongst other uh, amongst other places and and the new Batman adventures uh, goes back to the well one more time and grabs Mr. Freeze's freeze gun because uh, they figure out that that might be a way to stop the talons in their tracks uh, and, and stop them where they stand, so to speak. Uh, so he immediately begins using that and freezing uh, the majority of the army. The talon that we were introduced to in the first issue, however, uh, be, is able to grab and, and, and come into possession of the freeze gun uh, and destroys it, goes to destroy it. However, as he breaks it, uh, the freeze gun begins to freeze uh, his arm and, and head in the process. So he drops to the ground and is overtaken. So Batman and dead man uh, pretty much do away with this, the zombie army pretty quickly uh, at which point uh, Batman turns to, to address uh, Mayor Hill, Hamilton Hill senior at that point. And uh, Batman says it's, it's time to give up. And uh, Hamilton Hill has no interest in going to uh, to Arkham, uh, where he says the rest of the damaged souls that Batman has stashed remain. And uh, he says if he can't uh, have this new life, he prefers none at all and uh, begins to 
uh, destroy uh, the old city hall layer uh, and begun, begins crashing down around them uh, as Batman and the uh, possessed body of uh, Hamilton Hill Jr. escape. Uh, which leads us to the sort of uh, final scene that we have here of, of Batman and uh, dead man sort of watching the, uh, the aftermath of the building turned down as they sort of observe, observe Hamilton Hill jr. Uh, being helped by the paramedics. Yeah. We get kind of a nice little send off and, and a cap to that earlier scene that we mentioned of, of, of dead man and, and, and Batman sort of not knowing exactly when is, when they've done enough good and, and, and and Batman and as, as Batman and Deadman were discussing that Jordan did not tell the authorities that his father was alive or had become the leader of the secret society, uh, and they, they sort of talk about how it's it's clear because if he if he spoke about that publicly, that would hurt his own chances, his own family's uh, good name as as well as his own political chances. So, uh, you know, Deadman mentions that it, it feels like Batman doesn't necessarily have a a high opinion of, of a lot of people, despite uh, dedicating his life to saving them. And, and Batman sort of gives a nice message there of, uh, of whether or not, uh, whether or not he has a high opinion of everyone or not, he, he has sort of gained a higher opinion of, of dead man uh, through this adventure and, and tells him that perhaps he's, he's one step closer to the, uh, to the side of the angels and uh, dead man tells him that while that might be true. He's going to stick around a little bit longer just in case. And we get kind of that, that nice little uh, send off and, and the two characters go their separate ways. Yeah. Uh, so I guess we can talk overall here. Uh, as I mentioned, as the lead in sort of here, we had, we had discussed on the last episode of sort of hoping that the uh, court of Owls story would be dragged out a little bit. Um, we also speculated on who the possible leaders or members of the court could be. Now, we really only saw one member of the court of court of owls, and it w- one would uh, assume that there might be additional members if this is uh, following suit similar to the original story and the uh, standard continuity. So that's not to say that we won't see more of the court throughout uh, the remaining issues of this of this second series of Batman, the adventures continue, but uh, I have to say story-wise, I was a little bit let down because there does seem to be such a quick resolution to this. Um, You know, it, we do get to see some, some great team ups between Batman and dead man. I love that. I love the dialogue that sort of breaks up the action beats uh, both in, in the middle and and the end. I, 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 I got to say, though, I don't love I love that they didn't go with the obvious two choices, that being Hamilton Hill Jr. or uh, Mayor Hill's wife as being the culprit behind it. But uh, I'm still not feeling I'm not, really not feeling Hamilton Hill Sr. as a heel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, crossover there. Uh, yeah, that's um, that's that's I think that's a fair assessment. Um we, we were sort of talking about different possibilities it could be um, and and that one didn't necessarily come come up um, and that's sort of a thing and this is a personal taste thing I don't think there's a right or wrong answer here but generally if there's a mystery afoot and we're gonna do a big reveal uh, you know I would like there to be like a little bit of a hint where hey I can go back and read the first issue and see how they were setting this up but we literally see Mayor Hill's dead body. So it's not as if, and, and they do, and they do have an explanation for that, that he sort of went through this, the same reanimation process that all the zombies are, are going through yet, you know, his was, was somehow more refined. So not only did it bring him back to life, but it, it gave him sort of uh, more strength and, and all of his, his wits about him. So that they do try to sort of answer that, that uh, critique, I guess, or question, but yeah, as it stands, it was just like, okay, it was, it was the guy who died last issue is he wasn't really dead it's not a mystery i guess it's it's a it's a twist which is okay it's like i said it's just a a personal preference uh for me here but yeah i I, having that be the end to to mary hill's uh story uh it was was a little bit jarring um and again we uh we don't see a body there at the end uh we don't know uh, for sure that that Mayor Hill is gone this time or that the Court of Owls won't return later in in this season or perhaps in a future season if we're fortunate enough to get more. But yeah, as it stands, like like I think we both said, we were hoping for this sort of be a long drawn out thing. I think when you introduce characters 
like this, who are you, you know, you establish this sort of long stretching uh, secret society that have, you know, had had a hand in every, you know, political movement and, and then, you know, big important moment in, in the history of, of Gotham City to, to have them sort of, you know, Batman fights them in a warehouse and then they blow up is, is a little bit, uh, a little bit anticlimactic, I think. And, and uh, yeah, like I said, we're, we're still in the wait and see camp here because, uh, you know, we don't necessarily know what the, uh, the rest of this series will hold. We, you know, we have a, a synopsis for the next couple of issues, but uh, we don't necessarily know if there's a, if there's a, a further overarching uh, plot that will be continued for the rest of the season, or if we're just getting standalone issues, but yeah, as it stands, I, th- I thought it was, uh, really great that that first issue set up a lot of really interesting questions and and again to their credit they do try to answer most of them here but it, yeah it just felt very abrupt there to just go okay uh, it's mayor hill and and he's he's part zombie now and uh and now he's you know an immortal <laughs> and now he's an immortal bad guy yeah it was a, it was a little much for for one issue and Again, maybe if it was if played out over a few more issues, it would have it would have felt less jarring. But yeah, I'm kind of with you there on on that front. Yeah, just slightly disappointing, and you know it's hard when you you set your own expectations for things. And um, you know, it, I, I guess the same argument could be made if you look at the way that Bane was introduced to Batman the Animated Series. There is a bit of a precedent here. Uh, if you recall, obviously Bane was the biggest villain of the early nineties and was introduced over a period of time of, of multiple, probably at least a year and a half's worth of issues and across the standard continuity of, of, of DC. And uh, he was a one and done almost uh, character in, uh, in, in his original appearance. And then it was just kind of an everyday thug uh, in the rest of the series uh, in the new Batman adventure. So I guess there is technically a precedent here for, you know, introducing these, these characters and maybe not having them be as, uh, impactful or as important as they were um, and having sort of a, a muted or a, a less than uh, less than drawn out storyline. Uh, so the argument, I guess, could be made in that way, but it can't help but say like, man, just wish this was went a little bit differently. Um, you know, if, if, if I had my hands on the controls, maybe it would be just slightly different how this went, but um, you know, again, at least they, they, they did something different. They didn't go with the obvious. We were right that it was a red herring to have Hamilton Hill Jr. Uh, be the, the member of the court. But uh, I don't think I'd be hard pressed to find anybody that thought it was going to be reanimated Mayor Hill as, uh, as the big reveal. Um, interestingly enough, so if you're worried about canonization and certainly not talking about making Mayor Hill a saint, but, uh, does, you know, how, where this fits in DCAU canon, uh, some of you might be wondering, well, if Hamilton Hill was a, uh, known criminal or turned into a criminal at some point, why on earth would they name Terry McGinnis's high school <laughs> after a, uh, a super criminal that I'm an, animated a bunch of, of, uh, of, uh, undead, uh, humanoids, at, as an army to attack the city at some point. Well, the answer is sort of explained away. I think in that final panel and the conversation between dead man and, uh, and Batman, I don't know that it was intentional, Liam, but they sort of explain it away. Yeah, they like like uh, like like we mentioned there. There's uh, some dialogue about how you know Junior doesn't doesn't tell the police uh, that his father was was responsible and simply tells them that Batman saved him from the uh, the man who killed his father, um, and that uh, that because of his political aspirations, he is not willing to uh, sort of come forward and and uh, and and be honest about. Uh, the the true identity of the leader of the court of owls here but uh so yeah you can say that i mean on the you know not to get uh not to get too real here but you know there are still schools named after like confederate generals too so like it's not as if being a bad person means you can't have something named after you <laughs> solid and real life point there uh yes that this is this is equally true here and who knows as we said maybe there's some redemption of uh mayor hill that uh, we are yet to uh, uh, yet to see stranger things could happen. Uh, but, uh, I guess we'll just have to file that one under. We'll see. 
So uh, as we continue here, Liam, now that we've covered the entire plot of this issue, I I guess it's time to talk about uh, our highlight seemingly each and every time we review one of these Batman The Adventures Continue issues. And that, of course, is the interior artwork uh, with some beautiful pencils. And I believe uh, I didn't see an inker credited for this, was there? I believe Mr. Templeton may have also done his own inks. Uh, yeah, I think I think that generally means that when, when they're credited as just artist, I usually take that to mean uh, that it is uh, pencils and inks. Uh, so, yeah, we have Ty Templeton credit as the artist and, of course, uh, best friend of the show, Monica Kubina, as uh, as the colorist. That's right. And uh, shout out to Monica for the intro again, if we haven't thanked her for that. But uh... thank you. Big, big fan of that, uh, that intro for this week's uh, episode. But uh, yeah, uh, so, uh, you know, we I think we do a really great job of just saying how great the artwork is each and every time we review one of these. So uh, overall, I, I would say that that would uh, I would agree with that and continue with some some amazing artwork here. Uh, so why don't we highlight a few of our favorite panels, if you have any at the ready, Liam? Yeah, I think I think that first sequence in the Batcave, uh, and that is, and this maybe more crosses more into plot, um, and uh, maybe not always uh, getting what you want based on what you see on the cover. Uh, there are there are two uh, two great covers here, by the way. We will mention there. Uh, uh, Chris Anka did the the main cover, and uh, Max Dunbar and Luis Guerrero did the variant. But the uh, the cover for this issue not only did it have Zatanna, who does not appear in this issue. Uh, but it also had Nightwing and the Talon in battle against each other, which maybe would have been something cool to see. But we do get a little bit more uh, Nightwing in this issue, along with Robin, um, although just in sort of a minor cameo role here. But uh, the the first sequence that really stands out in the issue as a whole to me is the uh, the bit where uh, Alfred uh, is is possessed by Dead Man. That's that's a pretty fun little uh, couple of pages there. Yeah, from doing ha- single handstands and acrobatic work to doing, you know, a, a front handstand and a front flip. Uh, lots of lots of fun and things that you wouldn't otherwise expect a uh, 65 year old plus butler to be doing. Uh, but uh, Dead Man remarks that he's uh, quite spry for his age. So uh, I, I guess Alfred's been working out and uh, those spa days he's been having with Maggie uh, are really paying mm-hmm. off dollar in the jar but, uh... <laughs> yeah uh but I, I think what stood out for me uh, for this one is uh, uh there are several panels that uh, mr templeton did some some great close-up shots of of people's faces and reactions there's uh a shot of alfred as he's sort of handing uh bruce his suit that's sort of a close-up expressive face there's lots of dead man expressive faces as he both comes into contact uh with uh, this mysterious leader of the court and then also uh you know later on uh, as in their final battle there's some great expressive close-ups of hamilton hill jr we get to see um him looking even more like his dad i think in this uh, or the character model for his dad in this this uh, week's issue or this month's issue uh some more great close-ups of batman certainly and, and expressive faces throughout as he and uh, he and uh, and Dead Man do their research, but uh, I I think that final scene, uh, and you know we'll talk about the colors separately, but I think the final scene, uh, the fire and the expressive face uh, of the reveal of Hamilton Hill as the leader of this court of owls, and then Hamilton Hill Jr.'s face, equally shocked and startled and and surprised, a great. Uh, a great marriage of, of the colors and the, ex- the expression, though, that uh, Mr. Templeton gave to Hamilton Hill Jr. really, really comes across uh, in his uh, in his artwork there. And there's a there's a follow up panel later on, later on where he's still sort of shocked over uh, his father's decision to do what he's done. So lots of expressive uh, facial uh, up, up close shots in this uh, in this issue. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, I think that that whole reveal section there, that whole final sequence in the, uh, the last few pages set in this, these sort of uh, this throne room uh, in this uh, this abandoned city hall building. Uh, it's you know it's it's very uh, it's very interestingly lit. It's sort of all lit by these. We see these big torches and and uh, you know so we get some some really nice shadow work done there as, as well as some uh, some really brilliant colors. A lot of you know oranges and 
and, uh, and yellows and things like that from Monica uh, doing a really good job. It's very, it's a very dramatic sequence, as you mentioned, from all of these dramatic close-ups as, uh, as Jordan, or excuse me, as, uh, as uh, Junior is, uh, is reacting to his father's decision. And then sort of as Batman enters the fray as well, and we sort of get, get sort of uh, looks at uh, all of the, the zombie talons sort of pouring in from these, uh, these openings in the wall and in the floor and just sort of this horde coming everywhere, uh, coming from everywhere. And, and then sort of this dramatic reveal of Batman pulling the, uh, the freeze gun out of his, uh, out of his, out of his belt and then, and then beginning to fire it at, at all of the talons. Uh, that's, that's a really fun sequence and a good juxtaposition there as we go from a lot of like bright oranges and, and yellows and reds there into the, the sort of the cool blue of it all as, as that, as that, as that sequence begins and sort of a great shot there as, as the talent, you know, breaks the freeze gun, which of course causes him, him to sort of freeze himself. And then, you know, Batman sort of surrounded in the Cape with uh, still with this amulet on his forehead and uh, some, some really good uh, stuff there. And then the final escape there is uh as Batman and uh, and Junior with uh, with Dead Man sort of still inhabiting Junior's body, sort of just managing to escape as the building comes down around them, uh, and then just that that final the very final panel there as we see Batman sort of begin to swing away and, and Dead Man flying away, and we sort of pull back and we see you know the bright red sky of Gotham and and the full moon, and we notice that the the gargoyle that Batman was standing on was in fact an owl uh <laughs> a, nice, a nice little bit of uh of symmetry there so yeah i i like that final page as, as batman and uh, dead man say their goodbyes as well yeah um the artwork the the pencils and and the the the, the inking that mr templeton did fantastic monica i think you know killed it again this week i think the first thing that stood out to me was uh, the the first scene that we get right after we cut from Alfred and uh, Dead Man, uh, we we cut to the Talon having this interaction with the mysterious uh, leader of the Court of Owls, and he goes inside this building, and uh, they're in there, and you see all these tables spread out as with all of these uh, zombie Talons ready to have this formula injected in them, and. Monica actually like you can see the windows in this place and she chose to use a, a, a the reddish hue of the night sky uh, to light up the windows that are in this in, in this room and it just it's so great because the floor is like this bluish gray color you have the gray death of the zombies and you know the deep dark blacks of the talon and then she, the windows are are these just like blood colored red almost symbolizing like the blood that's going to you know the the life that's going to be injected into these these zombies upcoming and um you know it, i think later on the scene in the actual church also she did a great job coloring the stained glass and the interaction that dead man has uh, with uh, with this mysterious owl creature, the explosion that comes out of this church steeple and the mm -hmm. coloring of the stained glass is just really, really great. A great again, another great mix of blues and oranges and reds and purples in that whole scene. Um, and then again, like you said, I think one of the things that we love and that that really uh, that Monica excels at is giving that that hue that comes from a burning fire. We talked about that last uh, last season and the first uh, in some of those issues and how that fire burning, you can just you can just kind of hear the crackle of the flame just based on the on the way that the coloring is happening in that uh, in, in those those uh, panels and uh, it, you know, that and, and then once back Batman breaks out the freeze gun and the color starts to sort of fade to that darker bluish hue, uh, you know, symbolizing, you know, the, the heat is kind of going out of the room and Batman is coming in and this sort of uh, this, this, uh, this, the, the, the villain is sort of being overtaken in the ceremony that went from the sort of initiation ceremony that he was going to initiate uh, uh, uh a junior with to to sort of batman ruining the plans and cooling things down literally uh and then wrapping things up with with dead man across the uh the you know the blood red night sky of gotham and him and batman having this conversation really really great uh I, you know we can we continue to to heap uh lots of praise on on the artist for this comic book for for great reason um you know it, it's it's going to be hard certainly and no one's going to be able to to fill the shoes as we continue on this series uh perhaps without mr templeton 
you know, being, being unable to continue for right now. So it'll be interesting to see, yeah, you know, how we react going forward and who they end up getting, because it's going to be hard uh, because Mr. Templeton and, and Monica have been such a great dynamic duo paired uh, with getting this artwork out, you know, over the last, you know, however many issues we've covered of this, that just, just make these so memorable and so great. Yeah, absolutely. That's uh, yeah, they're, they're, they're a heck of a, of a tandem there, you know, just, just little things um, in, in Ty's art um, that are, that, that are then sort of enhanced by Monica's coloring, but that the shot uh, in the church as dead man and, and the leader uh, of, of the court have sort of come face to face. And, and when uh, we see sort of the, the talons descending from the, the roof of the church down towards dead man with the, with the stained glass window as sort of the background there, it's really tremendous. And then sort of as dead man's being attacked and his, his, his ghostly form begins to dissipate, he actually kind of begins to take uh, a little bit closer of a, I think of a look of his, his traditional comics look, which is a lot more sort of skinny and sickly and sort of with longer arms and legs a little bit and, and, and a neck there. So sort of a, as, as he's sort of being damaged by these undead creatures, his, his, his form begins to change as well, which I thought was a, which is a, a really nice little wrinkle there that they added in and you sort of see like smoke and, 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 and stuff coming off of his body as he, as he's going there. Uh, yeah. Just a really, really tremendous sequence there as the, as, as the zombies begin to attack. And even that, that shot, uh, as we mentioned after, after Jordan and, and his mother have this argument over the money, just that, that, that sort of, as you mentioned, that the cliffhanger shot of, of Jordan sitting in his office and, and sort of just beginning to look behind him and this, this haunting figure of this, this zombie talon behind him, uh, you know, with, with the arms up ready to, ready to sort of strike with, you know, the, the, the looming shadow behind him. It's really, really tremendous stuff. Just a lot of really striking moments of, uh, uh, in this issue from, uh, from our, our pair of artists there with, uh, of Monica and, and Ty. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I would advise checking out Monica's Twitter uh, at Monica.Cabina. Uh, she actually posted earlier this week a, uh, a shot, uh, a, a blink and you miss it cameo appearance by uh, a, a different showcase of uh, of collection of different uh, costumes or, or suits, if you will, and uh, featuring uh, a, a sort of uh, nod to various uh, Mr. Freeze costumes and Firefly. And uh, it's her process throughout deciding uh, how to color and shade it. She talks a little bit about that in the post. So I would, uh, I would advise you go check that out. Give her a follow if you don't already follow her at Monica.Kubina. That's Kubina with a K, K-U-B-I-N-A. Uh, definitely give her a follow and uh, give her some love on her posts. Uh, it's, uh, it's cool also because a lot of times she'll post the raw artwork, uh, which uh, is a little bit more vibrant than what we end up sometimes getting in, in hand. So uh, check, check that out for sure. But uh, well, uh, we did get a we do get a sneak peek, which we kind of already knew based on the covers and some of the solicits, Liam, for next uh, month's issue, and that is going to be the return of the Jazz Man. Uh, if you don't remember the Jazz Man, he played a pivotal role in a one single episode of Batman the Animated Series, and uh, so it'll be interesting to see if this is going to be another one of those. Hey, remember this guy, or if it's uh, if there's going to be an actual. Uh, sort of a meaningful link to having uh, the jazz man return uh, for next month's episode, but or next month's issue. But I believe we also uh, may indeed have the huntress as well in next month's issue as well. Yeah, that's going to be a very interesting thing. Obviously it appears based on all we've seen so far as the cover of that issue, but looks to be in her JLU garb. So whether or not this is the, sort of first introduction to this character in the in theoretical uh, DCAU timeline. Um, she's sort of already an established vigilante when we meet her in, in Justice League, certainly. So whether or not this could be part of her, her uh, a new version of her origin story, uh, we, we don't quite know what uh, why she is after the Jazz Man, but of course we know why uh, this, uh, this issue will seemingly focus a lot more on, on Batgirl and, and Barbara Gordon, which of course the Jazz Man nearly kills uh, Jim Gordon in, in that episode, I Am the Knight, and, 
and with him on the loose, you know, that's a, that's, that's a very important episode. And as we talked about when we uh, reviewed that episode, which of course you can hear in the archives at, uh, at DCAUreview.com, uh, that, that sort of has some really cool foreshadowing. Uh, that's, that's pre her donning the Batgirl suit for the first time, but there's, there's a lot of moments in that episode where she sort of talks about, you know, the feeling of helplessness that she has not being able to go out there and, and sort of catch this guy that uh, that's threatened her father the way he has. So this, uh, this could be a really fun and, and interesting follow-up to uh, what was sort of the beginnings of uh, this DCAU version of Barbara Gordon and Batgirl. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we'll be interested uh, to see, uh, what that story looks like. And uh, you can definitely hear that episode on the same podcast feed. Uh, as we mentioned at the top of the show, if you haven't already, we uh, we invite you to go back and listen to our coverage of the Justice League Infinity comic uh, that was also released this week. Uh, Liam and I will be working overtime pretty much every first week of the month uh, for the next several months here, getting some content out, talking about uh, these comics. Uh, we are certainly excited to do so to give our thoughts and uh, opinions on both the plot that's happening in the, the storyline that's happening in the books, as well as the artwork. Uh, so we look forward to talking about that. Uh, don't forget, you can follow us on social media at DCAU Review, both on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, give us your feedback. Let us know what your thoughts are. If you've read this issue uh, with the reveal of Hamilton Hill as uh, as the leader of the Court of Owls, do you feel like this, this uh, storyline will be picked up again later on? Uh, during this second season of Batman, the adventures continue, or do you feel like we've uh, we're going to move on at this point? Um, tweet Liam at DCAU review and give us your thoughts uh, on what you think. And then don't forget, of course, to tune in uh, on our standard uh, feed for more uh, DCAU episodes where we review uh, each and every week we review an episode of a DCAU animated uh, show. Uh, we were reviewing Superman this month. So uh, check that out uh, as we review some of the Man of Steel's past adventures. But uh, Liam, looking forward to covering more stuff throughout the summer here and into the fall and perhaps even the winter uh, as we have plenty of DCAU stuff to talk about. Yeah, absolutely, and definitely, definitely, always love hearing hearing from uh, the listeners and our, our friends on on Twitter and Instagram. So definitely hit us up, let us know what you think, and uh, we're looking forward to even more uh, great DCAU content in the uh, the weeks and months to come. That's right. Don't forget, if you can also support the artists, support the creators, go out and buy either the digital copy or kill two birds with one stone. Support your local comic shop and the creators by uh, by buying the physical copy uh, of one of these uh, these amazing issues. And uh, let uh, the good folks at DC know that you want more Batman, The Adventures Continue, and Justice League Infinity content. Until next time, though, I'm Cal. And I'm Liam. We will talk to you on the next episode of the DCAU Review. Adios.